Hi, it's Dr. Ayomize here, and welcome to Master Plan Marriage, where we focus on the master and his plans for all marriages, mine and yours included. Hi, everyone. Today's episode is titled Staying the Course, and it's pretty much a continuation from last episode's Eat to Endure with some focus on athletes again, Olympians. Um, I don't know, the Lord just kept speaking to me about this and I of course wanted to share with you all. And so um, we're gonna be talking about discipline, distractions, and distance creators. And again, I was thinking about Olympic athletes and I was thinking about one of my favorite uh, events, which is track and field. And, but more so, I was just thinking about marathons, and I I was thinking about what is required for a racer to run their race, and the discipline that's required, the distractions that may come, but, you know, again, the discipline that is required to not fall or succumb to the distractions, and then distance creators, and... I couldn't really think of the the uh, reference in terms of a marathon runner, um, but you'll see how it applies in marriage. So come along with me, and let's let's dive in, shall we? Okay. So in terms of discipline, I think of um, so many scriptures. There are a lot of scriptures in the Bible that talks about discipline, and in, in reference to athletes of some sort. Um, so let me go ahead and just spew off of off these these scriptures, if you will. And of course, I'll have the references in the episode description. Um, and so, but I, I just want to sort of just go through them and then talk about them after. Okay. So, First Corinthians nine twenty four to twenty seven says, "Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize?" So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Hebrews chapter 12 verses 11 to 13 says for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it therefore lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed colossians chapter 3 verses 23 to 24 says Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And lastly, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 4-6 to says, No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Amen? Okay. So these four scriptures, and there are others, but I chose these ones that um, reference the idea of discipline 
and intentionality, right? As we are running this race in life, but specifically as we are um, married, living our lives as married folk, working out um, our marriage to the glory of God, being intentional about our union, it requires discipline, right? It requires running this race <laughs> in marriagehood, um, in, in holy matrimony, with intentionality, with discipline, because you don't know what's going to come your way, but it's being trained up, being prepared, as best as we know, obviously, at working as onto the Lord, and I love how Hebrews talks about how the discipline might be painful rather than pleasant. This is a growing experience, um, a, peri- um, a, a opportunity for growth as individuals, as husband and as wife, right? And so not it's not all pleasant. There might be some painful moments there as we're learning and growing from one another in this union that God has ordained that God is the center of um, the discipline. Yeah, it, it's not it's not always pleasant, but it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And so, just things to keep in mind. Like I love how First Corinthians nine talks about the athlete not running aimlessly. Like we're not in our marriages aimlessly we have purpose and that's so much of what I speak about week to week right that that there's purpose in marriage that there's purpose in you specifically you husband being with the wife the Lord has placed you with and you wife being with the husband the Lord has placed you with and so we don't want to live our marriages out aimlessly but with intentionality and disciplining ourselves and keeping ourselves under control so that God is glorified in our marriages, right? And so that, see, uh, Paul Paul is the one who's speaking in this First Corinthian scripture, and he ends in verse 27 that he disciplines his body and keeps it under control, lest after preaching to others, he myself should be dis- he himself <laughs> should be disqualified. And so, in the same way, you know, we want to live our marriages out that God may be glorified and so that we can be an encouragement to other marriages and not that we have to have it perfect you know I'm a great example right my marriage isn't perfect but I'm given the opportunity to speak and encourage and um, uh, be a light to other marriages right and so we want to make sure we are being intentional and being disciplined so that we can be used by God and not ourselves be disqualified. And yeah, so so those those are the scriptures that I wanted to highlight in terms of discipline um, when we think about marriage and what is required of us as individuals, as husbands and as wives, and then collectively as a unit and then let's go into distractions and and distractors right so a a, a few things came to my mind when I was thinking about this is we are running this race right using the marathon as the analogy here 
and how there might be distractions and fans can be distractions actually I was reading an article one day a few weeks ago about a um, I think it was in France where there were bikers and it was a biking portion or piece of the marathon and fans were actually distractors because I guess they were taking pictures and they were kind of inching too close into the lanes in which the bikers biked and um, a biker or two got hurt as a result of fans being in the way so intentionally unintentionally there are distractors and um, so bringing it back to marriage I was thinking about a sermon that I had given many years ago about the idea of one sixteenth of an inch, how that's all it takes um, to change the trajectory of one's own life. Like one sixteenth of an inch being taken off course, like just that little bit. If you can imagine a line going and going and going, and if it's just shifted just a little bit, just one sixteenth of an inch off, it will not end in the same way as it was supposed to um, end, as it was intended to end, um, because it's it has shifted, right? There's no way for it to course create, um, course correct, excuse me, unless there's intentionality there all that to say that we have to be careful we have to be mindful and again intentional and I might sound like a broken record with the word intentional but it's true Um, we have to be intentional about making sure we stay the course and that's all with the Lord's guidance at hand and I thought about John 10 10 and it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy I, Jesus speaking, came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I've spoken about it on previous episodes about the thief not necessarily being the enemy, the devil, the serpent, uh, Satan, as he is so often referenced to in this scripture. Now, he is definitely one thief, sure, but it could also be ideas. It can um, be ways of thinking could be anything that removes us from the uh, the purpose and the will that God has for us and so the idea of a thief I thought about how thieves don't come like during the day unless I mean they're really bold but in general right like when you think of of a thief you think of a burglar like things are happening at night things are happening still in, in a stealthy way, in a discreet manner, right? Not not so much out in the open. And so it requires us to understand that things can happen in our marriage, distractions can come that are not out in the open, obvious, um, you know, they, in fact, it's the opposite. It's the little things. It's that one sixteenth of an inch that just takes you off, off, you know, off the path also um subtly you know um so not obvious and very discreet and we can be caught sleeping and unaware and unprepared and that reminded me of the parable of the ten virgins and i believe that is in matthew um and i'll i'll put it i'll put it in the episode description 
But it talks about, um, you know, the ten virgins, how five of them were prepared. They had their lamps with oil in it, and then they had additional oil with them. And then there were the five that were called foolish and unwise because they did not have enough um, enough oil to keep their lamps burning through the night. And what I found interesting was that um, when the the need for them to be ready came it came at midnight um it was at midnight that the cry was made that here is the bridegroom come out and meet him and that's when the bridesmaids had to be ready right and those that had um had enough oil they were able to trim their lamps get more oil and go about their business and the ones that didn't have the five that didn't have enough oil you know they were asking the others for oil but there wasn't enough to share and they were like you know you have to go and get go and buy for yourself and when they went to go buy they missed out on the opportunity the door was shut to the marriage feast so just the idea of things happening in the middle of the night quote unquote in the least expected moments seasons of life when maybe things seem completely rosy right everything is calm and sweet um just when it's you're hit with the unexpected life throws things our way and we there's no way we can um, plan for every single thing that can happen in our marriage and so we don't want to be caught sleeping we don't want to be caught unaware um we want to be very mindful of distractions that um, that can catch us that can catch us off guard. And the other thing is distance creators. And now, like I said earlier, I was trying to think of how that relates to running a marathon. Um, whether it's it's your opponent creating distance between you. Um, but it, it doesn't, I don't want to force it, right? Like it might not necessarily work with the marathon analogy, but it certainly works in marriage. <laughs> so, um, not the perfect analogy, but hear me. Um, we want to be mindful of distance creators. And what do I mean by that? Now, um, I have a few different examples. So one, think back when you were in school um and it might not be that long ago if you're talking grad school or something but I think I think we can agree that it's probably more likely happening in uh in the younger years elementary junior high school type of thing uh, middle school or whatnot where you have a person who you know a classmate in school who is just a distraction to others because either they don't understand what's going on or they're bored and they want a partner in crime if you will or they want to disrupt others learning because for whatever the reason may be like you want to be wary like you don't want to get caught up with that person and then you're you and them are in the principal's office right for example I don't know um but just the idea that that of of another person being a distractor and then um outside voices outside voices that want to provide input or influence of any sort and what do I mean by that I'm talking family I'm talking friends I'm talking well-meaning well-intended people and that have 
that have decided that they have some say in your marriage you want to be careful you want to be careful of distance creators again may not be intentional um may be well-meaning but if it's something that's you are you are allowing to come into your marriage and create distance be mindful be careful um while advice is good and the bible talks about listening to advice and accepting instruction um you have to use wisdom too and you know the bible talks a lot about wisdom proverbs talks about wisdom about getting wisdom and getting insight um and so you just want to be mindful you just want to be careful about um the input that you receive that it doesn't create distance between you and your spouse and then something else um came to mind when I was thinking about this and it was more about um when I think about distance creators it's natural separators it may not be people per se but things and follow me so many years ago I um I remember hearing from a Pastor Mike and his wife, and they were sharing this very interesting story, and this was even before I was married, but I I always held on to it because it just resonated with me, and um, they talked about how they just, they painted this picture, so here it is. (laughs) So the couple starts out, and it's a married couple, it starts out in a one-bedroom apartment, right? And they're doing everything together. They have one car, so they're always together. Then they, quote unquote, level up. And they move into a bigger house. And now they have two cars. And now there's a TV in every room. And now the favorite TV shows come on at the same time. So now they're watching TV separately. And then they're eating dinner separately. Because, you know, one wants to eat in front of the TV on the couch and whatnot. And so then, you know, that one falls asleep on the couch. And now they're sleeping in two different spaces. And before you know, it becomes a pattern. It becomes a habit. It becomes something that is done um, mindlessly. Um, and now that gives space for the enemy to occupy. And so here you have examples of these natural, um, maybe natural is not the best word, but physical separators, right? And not necessarily people, not necessarily um, people providing input, but they are things that cause separation. And if I If I may um, update this and add like cell phones and social media as two major, major um, things that separate, that can separate couples in, in marriages. And it's just so important that we are mindful, that we are ever so conscious and aware of distance creators, things, people situations that are creating distance between husband and wife and it requires intentionality we don't allow what is good what is not bad not good neutral um what is (laughs) well-meaning um whatever it is we don't allow those things to become distance creators to become wedges um, between husband and wife and there I I think there's so many other things that can get in the way Um, 
if we're if we're not careful and if we allow it um but you know (laughs) that that's just what I would want to what I want to share today um and then leave you with Mark chapter 10 verse 9 which says what therefore God has joined together let no man separate and you know sometimes I don't know about you but sometimes I can have the King James version in my head I, I guess like just growing up in the church and and hearing these scriptures and so you often hear let no man put asunder right what God has joined together let no man put asunder and so I just happened to be looking up the verse on dear old Google and the word asunder came up you know what what does it mean what does asunder mean I'm like yeah what does asunder mean and apparently it comes from the old English phrase on sundren which means into separate places so literally it's like what God put together what God has joined together in one place like let no man put into separate places and I thought that was really cool in light of um, this idea of being mindful of separators like let no one physically put you into separate places I would also say spiritually put you into separate places emotionally put you into separate places mentally put you into separate places now hear me you guys husband and wife are individual people with individual lives get that and we've spoken about that in the past But when we're talking about what God has joined together, the union he has created between you to let no man, including yourself, I always say, right? Let, let make sure we make sure others do not put us in separate places from our spouses. And so, um, yeah, just going back to the beginning with discipline, we discipline ourselves that we may run this race in our marriages to the glory of God we are mindful of the distractions things that want to take us off course knowing that it could be the smallest thing Um, it could be the most benign thing it could be something so simple that you don't think would mislead us would take us off course but anything um, if not handled carefully if not handled wisely if not brought under the submission of the Lord, surrendered to the Lord, um, any anything can distract us and take us off course, and we want to be intentional. In the same token, we want to be intentional about anything or anyone creating distance between husband and wife. It's a treasure. You know, marriage is a treasure that has been given to us, that has been placed in our hands, and we want to steward it well. And so that's my encouragement to you to steward well the gift the Lord has placed in your hands. And of course, I always think about my singles, my single brothers and sisters, right? Like this is your time to prepare yourself now as you are waiting for the Lord to place, you know, the gift of marriage in your hands, if that's what you so desire. Um, But I would also add, let me also just say (laughs) um, that the gift of marriage, whether it comes here on earth to a um, husband or a wife, um, or it comes when you get married, when you are married with um, Christ himself, right? There are things that 
we need to prepare for. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Something for you to think about. <laughs> but either way, steward the gift that God has given you, um, husbands and wives, and those to be. And let God get the glory. Let God get the glory. All right? Well, that's that. Let me pray for you. Pray for me. Let us pray together. (laughs) Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, Lord, um, for speaking to us, for reminding us, and for encouraging us, for allowing us to see things in a new light. Um, I pray for increased awareness. I pray that you would give us the knowledge, the wisdom, and understanding to recognize the um, attempts of the enemy, recognize any attacks of um, any and everything that is contrary to you that wants to see marriages and particularly our marriages fail. Lord, help us to recognize those threats and to be able to entrust them in your hands. We fight, we, we stand from a place of victory. We are victorious because you are victorious. And so um, we just trust that you will work everything out to your glory in the name of Jesus. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, y'all. Love ya. Bye.